Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Hey guys, uh, Stassi here. Um, You're listening to uh, my extra podcast, my new one that I am doing now in addition to my normal once a week podcast where I do a bit like, I don't know, a 30 minute segment where I answer all of y'all's emails and um, rant, I guess. Uh, Speaking of that, I, I don't know if you mind that I go on rants, but I just feel like when I do that, it makes me feel so much better about life. And I feel like it's what people who exercise on a regular basis feel when they do work out. You know, it's like when you're you're getting your frustrations out, everything that's in your brain, everything that is just making you pissed as shit. Most people go and work out. Um, every day I say this is going to be the day I start working out and tomorrow I think will be, (laughs) but, um, having a podcast gives me that outlet to just bitch and complain. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry if you don't like it, but I just feel the need to, express myself and communicate my feelings with uh, a fellow Khaleesi, especially if I'm going to be doing this on my own without guests. You know what I mean? Here I go. So I got my period yesterday. And uh, what was really weird about that is the night before Uh, A bunch of me and my friends went to a comedy show. Katie went, Tom went, uh, Kristen went, and Carter, Rachel. A bunch of uh, ran, we we all just went to a comedy show that's like one of, I told you, I'm a comedy groupie now. It's like my favorite thing to do just to go to a comedy show. And especially because either, what is it? It's either the Laugh Factory or the comedy store that's right down the street from me. Either way, we went to one of those. And when I got home, I was like the first one to go home, of course. And when I got home, I I received a text message 
from Katie, but it was on um, a group chat that we have. The one that I talked about last week where I said I can't stand group chats because my phone always dings. Um, it was on that one, the, the New York one, the NYC heart group chat. And I got a message from Katie Maloney saying, which one of you bitches just got your period? And I'm like, what? I'm like getting into bed. I got like the boyfriend pillow all in the right spot. You know what I mean? Like I, I've I've already like done my little pot situation. Face is washed. Everything's good to go. About to just rest my my tired eyes. And I get this thing saying, which one of you bitches just got your period? I'm like, all I respond is question marks. Like what kind of you, like what what kind of text is that? So questions question marks is is where it's at for my response. And um, I wake up in the morning, and Sheena uh, Sheena Shea had responded saying what with question marks as well. And then Kristen had said like yeah, not sure what you're talking about. And then and Katie never said anything again. But yesterday that same morning when I woke up, I got my period I'd been waiting for it because I felt like a fat ass like bloated as shit for uh quite a few days so I was just like waiting for it to come and uh like no about five hours later Sheena then responds again being like no really what was with the period question and uh Katie says it's very straightforward two just got their period that's all she texted. So cryptic, right? So cryptic. Like, okay, you're not even going to explain yourself. So I write back into this group text. Um, well, I just got mine this morning. And then she follows up saying, I guess that she just got hers at the same time and that her period likes to sync up with people. And it was two and a half weeks late. And so she was wondering who her period decided to sync up with at that moment. Is that a gross story? Are you grossed out right now? Don't say yes. If you're saying yes right now, I mean, really think about it. Because I feel like you you might be one of those that gets a period. So please don't be grossed out by me. I have a point that I'm going to get to. So besides that, um, I just feel moody as shit. You know what I mean? Um, though I am uh, honored that Katie's period decided to pick me to sync up with, um, I just feel a little down. You know when you just wake up and there's no reason to be upset, there's no reason to be depressed, nothing like that, like everything's great everything is great but you just feel so moody and irritable and bitchy yes that is how I have felt over the last two days and I'm trying so hard to not feel that um I actually last night at 1 30 in the morning made craft macaroni and cheese I'm not kidding I was already like half asleep and I just thought to myself, I am moody. I'm on my period. I, I'm maybe 0.02% hungry. I think I want to make macaroni and cheese. 
the worst thing you can make for yourself in the middle of the night? No worries. I did it. And uh, combined sriracha and Cholula. Mixed that shit up with it. And um, yep. Had that very late at night. Cool. So uh, my point is not that. My point is that I wanted to tell you guys about some movies I saw which have to do with this. Okay. So because I was on my period and all depressed, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I want to just like sit at home. It's Sunday. This is yesterday. And I just want to just be. I mean, I was already hungover. So that wasn't very fun. My Postmates app wasn't working. That was also not very fun. So it was just like a a lose-lose situation. I had like Kristen Doty texting me that I should be post-mating McDonald's real Coca-Cola in a large size cup. And I'm like, well, why? She's like, it's the only thing that will help you with a hangover. I'm like, well, why not Diet Coke? I mean, that just like seems so just like gluttonous. Like I prefer the taste of Diet Coke. It's not like just a diet thing. Like I, I like the taste of Diet Coke. And she said, absolutely not. You have to do the regular thing. Um, And my Postmates wouldn't work for hours. But finally it did. And I got that regular Coca-Cola. And I'm telling you, it actually did save me. It saved me enough that I was willing to actually look at movies on Netflix. And one movie I decided to look at was this movie called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which I'm surprised I haven't seen before because I've always, well, I've said before that I'm obsessed with Keira Knightley. She's one of my favorite people to watch in movies or on TV, whatever. I love Keira Knightley. And I hadn't seen this movie and uh, I watched it and I I like so highly recommend it, but at the same time, don't because it was so emotional and I I can't stop thinking about it. I literally just sat there crying and crying and crying, but it was also funny. And I'm not sure if I was like crying happy tears or sad. I didn't know what I felt about anything. All my emotions have been like all like muddled. I feel like I'm one giant fucking mojito at sir. You know what I mean? Like, Peter, the bartender, just muddled all my emotions with a wooden muddler. You know, all my emotions. It's like the mint is my sadness. The vodka is my happiness. Obvi. The soda is like my laughter. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But I loved the movie so much that I just felt like I really wanted to share it. Also because I'm really into this like end of the world kick right now. And that might be also because I just recently saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. Alrighty. So let me just say this. I am somebody that watches horror movies all the time. And by all the time, I mean like I feel like I watch a horror movie like three times a week. Or sometimes more, sometimes less. But even if it's by my house, but I mean by myself, it could be by myself in the middle of the day at my house. It could be with somebody else at night. It doesn't even matter. I, I, I love horror movies. I don't get scared very easily. And um, when I walked out of 10 Cloverfield Lane, I was crying, literally crying. And it's PG-13. So that says a lot about this film. I just felt like, I I owed it to myself and to all of you uh, to share that because these are two movies that were so good that I want 
you to see it. I want my Khaleesi's to see it or see both of them. They were so amazing. But it just, I feel like I've just been thinking about the end of the world because all of these things keep happening. Like I keep watching these movies about the end of the world. And I read an article the other day about um, California and the big earthquake that's supposed to be coming. And this is something that my dad has told me about for so long because I've always had ties to Los Angeles and California. Even though my dad is from New Orleans and I'm from New Orleans, my mom is from California. She's from Wrightwood. It's an it's like a mountain a little farther away from Los Angeles, whatevs. Um, so my mom's family has been from California. So I would always come here as a kid. And my dad's parents used to take all of them out to Los Angeles for the summer. So tons of my dad's relatives live out here too. So California has always been a big part of my life. And so my dad always taught me about the fact that earthquakes are a thing. And the big, big earthquake that's supposed to wipe us out hasn't come yet. So I've been just like freaked out for like ever, I guess since I was about five. And um, oh, well, speaking of which, I was in the Northridge earthquake. I came out here to Los Angeles to visit my mom's brother when I was five years old when the Northridge earthquake happened, which is one of the biggest ones. And I remember it so vividly because I was laying on sleeping in the bed with my mom and it was in my my uncle my mom's brothers my uncle's room and he had a scorpion and then he also had a tarantula and and I had no idea what an earthquake was because I was four or five so I guess this is before my dad taught me about it I guess maybe now I'm as I'm I'm doing this podcast I'm realizing why my dad probably taught me about an earthquake because I was in one of the biggest ones. So I was in this bed uh, in the valley and the earthquake started happening and I had no idea what it was. And my mom put her body on top of mine, I remember, because all the bookshelves and the furniture and everything was falling. So she wanted to shield me. And I remember the only thing I could focus on wasn't that there was furniture and apartments falling in and and people dying but all I could focus on was looking at the scorpion container and the tarantula cage like both of those cages and I watched them both fall and break and all I kept thinking was that fucking tarantula and that effing scorpion is about to crawl up my leg and eat me and that's what I remember the most I mean, I'm telling you, after the earthquake stopped, my uncle ran in. They all put my uncle's clothes on me and socks and and all these layers. And they had to run outside. And I just remember nothing but seeing fires everywhere. And then um, I was just like stuck in that apartment eating uh, powdered donuts for I feel like two days before my flight left. And um, a lot of people died and it was crazy, but what I remember the most is uh, being scared of bugs. So yeah, that is how basic I am. But anyway, I've been on a kick about earthquakes because my dad ever since then has always taught me about them. And when I moved to Los Angeles, he gave me this earthquake kit to put in my, in the back of my car, my trunk. And you know, like if there's ever an earthquake, you have whatever shit you need. And he, he's always told me if, 
you're alone or what with anyone if you're around your car what you need to do is drive to lake arrowhead or somewhere where there's not a ton of cities because he thinks that riots are going to form people are just going to start killing people um i never knew I've, I've i've like continued to think about this like is that really the best idea because if i'm driving up into a mountain where there's no cities like is that just where serial killers are or like, are they going to run out of food faster because like the mountains are a little more isolated? You know, I mean, what is the right thing if there is like this natural disaster? Because I mean, listen, I've been in another one. I was in Hurricane Katrina. I lost my home when I was 17 years old to Hurricane Katrina, but I at least evacuated before that happened so it's not like I was really there for it but with earthquakes you can't evacuate so what am I supposed to do I don't know if it's right to go up to a mountain or like if I should just stay in my apartment if I don't die already or if I should like I I mean phone service is gonna like stop working I feel like I have all of these questions I am very sorry to you if this is very morbid again I'm on my period feeling a little moody feeling a little dark because of that um please don't judge but if you have any advice like if any of you have like uh what's it called like you know like world ending kind of advice like natural disaster advice please email me at stassi at stylebystassi.com i'm very curious and i really just want to learn all about it especially now that i just watched these two movies that were so good and now my brain's freaked out and i'm just contemplating the meaning of life know what i mean i feel like the only thing missing in my earthquake um a pack i guess that my dad got me shout out to my dad is uh, a bottle of wine know what i mean and I'm about to tell you guys that I'm about to send my listeners uh, a bottle of Pinot Noir. Want to hear about that? I've talked to you guys about Cameron Hughes. Um, if you haven't listened to this podcast, go back and listen some more, first of all. Listen to some other episodes. <laughs> but if you haven't, and this is the first time you're hearing about Cameron Hughes wine, um, I've been drinking Cameron Hughes wine now for about... I feel like over six months, over half a really long time because Cameron Hughes sources uh, wine from other vineyards. Basically, they buy the surplus wine that the really the top of the line vineyards have the leftover wine that they just, you know, in order for a vineyard to sell wine at an expensive price, they can't just make too much of it. So the leftovers Cameron Hughes buys and then puts his own label on it and sells it to you for less than $20. So basically, a bottle of wine that normally costs between $50 to $100, you're getting it for less than $20. Okay? So if you have a party to go to or you're throwing a dinner party or I don't, you just appreciate good wine on your own, this is right up your alley because you're getting that amazing top-of-the-line wine. No, it doesn't have the bougie label on it that's what makes it only under $20 so it's basically every person's dream or at least my dream but I have a new offer that's not the same offer that I used to be giving okay this is even better if you buy 
any five bottles of wine, okay? You have to go to chwine.com and uh, enter my code Stasi. Don't forget that. And if you buy five bottles of wine and they're cheap, they're under $20, I'm sending you one bottle of Pinot Noir from moi, yours truly. So, you guys, do you want to get a bottle of Pinot Noir on the house from me? Uh, yeah, go to chwine.com. Shop for your wine, any five bottles. Enter my code Stasi, and I'm going to send you a Pinot Noir. I mean, it's like six bottles for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Got to make that work. Um, I'm really sorry if like all of this earthquake talk is depressing or this end of the world talk is depressing or my period talk is grossing you out or is depressing. I mean, listen, you know, I can only do so much. Um, I'll get to, uh, a few email questions, right? Now. Oh, well, before I get to my email questions from some of you, um, please, please, please go to iTunes and, uh, rate my podcast I that's the thing I should have been asking you guys um and I I didn't know that for the past year so if you go to iTunes and rate my podcast and if you leave a comment even better that's amazing you will help me out immensely because it'll just help it grow and will help me continue to do this. And that's all I want to do. I have so much fun doing this. So I would very, very much appreciate it. I honestly feel like uh, bad asking you to do this. Um, I don't know. It feels like I'm kind of being selfish. But uh, if you guess if you have free time, it doesn't really take that long. I've actually done it for a bunch of podcasts that I listen to because I'm like a podcast nerd and it didn't take me that long. But I still do feel bad asking you guys. But if you have time, please. Thank you. I would appreciate it. OK, so Jesse uh, uh, sent me an email and asked, my boyfriend and I have been dating almost a year and we are moving in together in a month. He is relocating to Houston where I live. So we've been doing long distance for almost a year. I know you lived with Patrick before. Any tips you have or what advice can you give from when you and Patrick live together? I'm worried we'll fight and I will want to date line him. That's funny. He'll also be working from home in our second bedroom. Okay, girl. Um, first of all, if, if you just heard this question and you, and you feel like you can't relate to it, you can. Because I think all relationship advice goes for everyone. Because even though the situations or conflicts sound different, I mean, it's all the same. Relationships are all the same. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm not an expert on a million different relationships. And I, and I feel like people who claim to be relationship experts really don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you'd have to be in a hundred relationships to even come close to being an expert. I've only been in more like five, five major relationships, maybe even that. I don't know. I have to. Yeah, I guess five, whatever. Four or five. And I can only give advice on what I have been through. And just because I've been through the exact situation, Jesse, <laughs> that you are going through um, doesn't mean that you and your boyfriend are exactly like me and my boyfriend. So I am just going to give whatever advice that I can give right now based on what happened to me. Um, I would 
would say anybody who's in a long distance relationship or anybody that's about to move in with somebody, I would say don't have your head in the clouds. And I've lived with about I've lived with how many boyfriends? No, I guess only two boyfriends. I've lived with two boyfriends. But as as exciting as you think it's going to be, um, that's when you really get to know somebody, which can be also the best part of a relationship. I think that's when a relationship shifts into being better because it's more real. And just because Patrick and I, I think Patrick and I did that too soon because we went from long distance to all of a sudden living with each other and then there was no courting period. Um, I think that I got to a realer place with him because I really learned what he was like and, and he learned what I was like. And so you feel more comfortable with each other. And while that might not be the most exciting thing in a relationship, um, because that initial, oh my gosh, like I can't live without you thing eventually goes a- away a little. It, you, you get to know somebody on a level where you respect them so much more than you thought you ever could. And I think that's beautiful and that's wonderful. And just because Patrick and I decided to move out into two different apartments and, and see what happens doesn't mean that that's going to happen to everybody else. I, I, I do think it's a lot of pressure when somebody is working from home. So just be aware of that. I think that when fights arise, arguments arise, conflicts, or any, any sort of thing that, that kind of makes things uneasy, if that comes up, I think be patient and understanding and don't freak out and assume that the relationship's ending because of that. Because I'd imagine if you've been in a long distance relationship for a while, that things have been like perfect because there's nothing better than a long distance relationship. I mean, in my eyes, I mean, that's like the most fun I feel like people can have. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not here to, to give like full on relationship advice. I don't feel like anyone really can because who really knows? Every single relationship is different. Every person is different. And I really hope that if you are thinking of moving in with your partner, be it a girl or a boy or whatever, I I hope it works out. But if it doesn't really fit, maybe it just wasn't the right time. Maybe, well, maybe you weren't supposed to be together. Maybe it wasn't the right time. And maybe you want to just like live on your own again for a little while. I think there are no rules in relationships and don't ever try and let anybody tell you that you should be doing something or or like something's the norm. Because I had a million people saying that me and Patrick moving out from living with each other was just like, well, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make that work forever? And, and if you get, I mean, it, there are no rules. Every single person has their their own way of living. And I think that that's something to be respectful of. So I, I really hope it works out. Um, and I just ask that you are open-minded. And when things get tough, just try not to retreat into your shell and try not to be um, too opinionated, um, you know, and just, I don't know. Take it easy and realize that life is really fun and we're all really lucky because an earthquake could wipe us out and we could die. So there's that, you know. Gosh, I feel morbid right now. I swear. I'm really sorry about that. I really am. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not sorry. 
You know what I mean? I just feel like I want you to like go through the roller coaster ride of my period emotions that I'm going through right now. Ooh, side note, I got my Kylie lip kit. That was exciting. Um, and I actually like the colors that I got. <sighs> I'm so basic. It's like, really? I mean, I set an alarm. I set an alarm and then I mass texted all my friends and I was like, dude, 15 minutes. Kylie lip kit is available. Everybody get on your freaking computers and all my friends got them too. That is just how kind and generous I am. Right. <laughs> but, uh, not kind with, uh, cooking because I'm lazy, but I'm trying to cook you guys. I'm telling you, I'm about to give you two dinners for free two dinners for free and that is with plated.com because with plated.com you can go to their website and you can look through all of these amazing chef designed recipes and they have new selections every single week to fit everyone's tastes and pick what you want and based on how many people say you're having a dinner party for six people go online go to plated.com Look to see what the recipes are. They have a huge selection and you can choose what meals you want. Click the amount of people that you're having over for dinner and they will send you a refrigerated box with the perfect pre-portioned ingredients for your dinner. So honestly, it takes like, I feel like no more than 40 minutes to make each thing. And I'm telling you, everything is so fresh. It's like an insulated box. An insulated box arrives at my door. So, I mean, fresh meat, fresh fish, fresh vegetables, all of the herbs, every spices, everything. You don't have to go to the grocery and waste your money on a big container of something that you're not even going to use. You don't have to go to Pinterest or go anywhere to look up a recipe. All you have to do is go to plated.com slash Stassi. That's right. You have to do slash plated.com slash Stassi instead of adding my code in at the end. So plated.com slash Stassi and you will get a free dinner for two with your first purchase. That's a lot. If you just are living with your boyfriend or your roommate or your girlfriend or any, your mom, relative, whatever, why don't you just surprise somebody? And it's so cheap and affordable. So you guys, please go to plated.com slash Stassi and uh, make a purchase if you see something you like. I know you will. And you will get a free dinner for two from me. Okay, I got an interesting question from someone that I'm not sure everyone is into, but I am, from Roderick. And um, in the email, uh, I was asked, what is your opinion on weird colored hair dye? Like, I want to dye my hair pastel pink for the past couple of years, but I'm conflicted. Okay, first of all, shout out to your name. Love it, Roderick. Oh, that's amazing. This is my opinion. I love it on everyone, and I am freaking chicken shit. I mean, so chicken shit. I'm into like this whole like pastel thing, like a pastel blue. I, I mean, sky blue is my favorite color. I love that. I love when I see like pink or like the lavender. I love it on everybody else, but I just feel like I have already hurt my hair so much and I've finally gotten to a shade of blonde that I can't fuck up, that it's just like not in the cards for me. And I know that people say... um, oh, you can do it with like Kool-Aid or do it with like this easy hair dye. And I'm like, well, I'm not really, I don't think I have the personality to carry it off. I feel like my style is pretty classic. 
I'm not very alternative. So it's like one of those things that I just admire other people doing, but I just have not had the balls to do on my own. You know, plus when you're on a television show, you have to keep your hair color the same way for like ever and ever and ever. So I don't even think if I had if I like dyed my hair a shade of blue, I'd have to keep it that way for like eight months or something. And that's a freaking long ass time. Okay, and um, I have another question or at least two questions that I thought were interesting from Carrie. And the first one, she said, this is really for Kristen, (laughs) but I lived with her for a little while, so I feel like I can answer it. And she says, how the F does she drink a bottle of wine every day? No judgment, just quoting the white Kanye West and eat so healthy and stay skinny. My eating habits are directly influenced by my inability to go a few days without drinking. It's a constant cycle of needing enough food on my stomach to party all night, drunk eating at the end of the night and soaking up the hangover the next day with lots of carbs and greasy food. Girl, I freaking hear you. I know the struggle is real. And so when I lived with Kristen over the summer, I felt like I was learning like a whole new lifestyle. Because when you live with your boyfriend, you drink and eat. So I would drink a lot with Patrick when I was living with him. And well, that was a lot of beer, too. And we would just eat like three meals a day, but like big meals a day. And it was just like adding shit onto my body. Kristen is a unicorn. (laughs) And I'm going to depress you right now. Um, She has special talents where she has trained her body to uh, accept a bottle of wine a night or accept uh, cocktails. I'm not saying she drinks a bottle of wine a night, uh, but accept whatever she drinks every day. And she still is (laughs) the healthiest eater that I know. This chick eats vegetables all the time. She doesn't eat meat. She's a vegetarian. I watched this happen. I would wake up at her apartment and watch her make broccoli for breakfast. I'm like, honestly, I'd rather just not eat. That is what I said. I'm like, no, thank you. It's like, would you like some? No, not unless there's like hollandaise on it. Why the heck am I going to eat that in the morning? Is there uh, a side of eggs Benedict to go with that nasty ass broccoli that you're cooking? That's my feeling on it. I'm telling you, she is just this like enigma <laughs> that like is a has been able to train her body to where she can, you know, drink whatever she wants uh, and eat healthy at the same time. Like when she like has like her version of unhealthy, it's like maybe pizza or like a burrito with no meat in it. And I feel like there's barely any cheese or something. She just like has found out what's what works for her body. I feel like that's really like the secret is finding out what your body needs, because I think I, I well, obviously I mean, everybody's body needs something different and no one is the same. So you have to find out what works with you, what gives you stomach aches, what doesn't give you stomach aches, what makes you feel lethargic, what doesn't make you feel lethargic and and all of that and uh Kristen feels fulfilled um on alcohol and veggies so shout out to her I would say I was jealous except for the fact that I don't like vegetables so nope just jealous of your skinny bod Kristen shout out to Dodie uh she also said please 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 divulge on the letter you sent to sir threatening to burn the restaurant down don't leave your followers hanging on that one (laughs) 
Sounds like a true motherfucking Chanel number one move right there. Okay. Um, well, I did do that, but it sounds a little more intense than it was. Um, I didn't send a letter to the restaurant or to Sir or or anything or to Lisa. She never got it. I sent one to uh, one of my friends who was the manager and she's actually still a really good friend of mine and we got in a big fight and I just said, I could burn this restaurant down. And um, I guess you shouldn't say that ever because then that was just passed along to Guillermo and Natalie and Ken and Lisa. And then, yes, so Ken and Lisa then got involved and basically was like, uh, you might be fired soon. Uh, we might have to sue. Like, we might have to, like, file legal action. I was scared shitless. I was so scared that when Ken emailed me, um, Kristen actually wrote my response to him via email because I was just, like, terrified. I couldn't handle it. Uh, I never thought that they would see that. So, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I did and I didn't. <laughs> I guess I did. But it wasn't meant for anybody to see. I didn't say I'm going to burn. Whatever. You know what I mean? I made a point. I guess that's all that matters. You know, you just kind of like sometimes need to make a point. All right, you. Um, I think I'm out right now. Uh, so this week I am doing my podcast finally with Katie Maloney from Vanderpump. That's what's up. I am so excited. Uh, please tweet me or email me your questions for her at Stassi at stylebystassi.com. Um, some questions are going to be questions that we're not allowed to answer. So please don't be mad if we can't answer them. But I am just uh, I've been waiting for this moment for like I feel like nine months now. And I'm so excited about it. So, yeah, don't forget to tune in. Thank you for listening to this, like, uh, super depressing earthquake end of the world themed podcast where the, uh, the world's not going to end soon. But check out those movies, I guess. And love you, Khaleesi. 